0: Two dudes won the top spots on the podium at the Illinois State Women's Cyclocross Championship over the weekend, which seems to have become the Illinois State Cyclocross Dressing Championship, if you ask me. Maybe the Psycho Cross Championship, huh? Am I right? Am I right? I'm right. Of course I'm right. This is very sad for the women who trained because they were robbed of their prizes by men who are, by nature, bigger, faster, and stronger than they are. The silver lining, however, is that this is great for us at The Daily Wire, since we just released a new comedy movie, Lady Ballers, on this very topic. The biggest moral hesitation that we had making this movie, Jeremy talked about it this week, last week, rather, at the premiere, is that the filming involved watching men dominate women at sports, including contact sports. Now, of course, the movie hired stunt coordinators and stunt actors. Everything was filmed in the gentlest possible way. But it's still tough to watch men wrestle, tackle, throw basketballs at women. Normal people don't ever want to subject women to that sort of thing, even for a movie. And yet, that's the point. This is not just happening in comedy movies. It's only happening in one comedy movie and only then because it's happening all over the place in real life where it is even harder to watch. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. If you've not seen Lady Ballers from the Daily Wire, you're missing out on the most triggering comedy of the year. <laughs> I hate that stupid catchphrase, but I guess it's true. It has triggered a lot of people, so it's truth in marketing, I suppose. It is the biggest launch in Daily Wire history. You can watch exclusively on Daily Wire Plus. Are you not a member? Well, that's sad for you. Luckily for you, with code COACH, C O A C H, you can become a part of the Daily Wire Plus team and save 50 bucks on new annual memberships. Bill Maher is, is coming on over to our side. Even the libs are coming on over to our side, mentioning that Donald Trump is right about something, going after Joe Biden a little bit, and, and specifically on one issue that, that I think is a huge winner for Republicans in 2024. We'll get to that in one second. First, though, I got to go all the way across the world to Dubai. I got to go all the way across the world to to the COP28 UN Climate Conference. We talked about it yesterday. That's the conference for which all of these global liberal elites just hopped in their private jets, even on snow-covered tarmacs, to fly off emitting 20 times the air pollution that they would have emitted had they flown on a commercial aircraft. And they've gone all the way to the Arabian Peninsula to talk about how to stop the sun monster from killing all of us in five seconds, and how to talk about the imminent end of humanity because people drive around in cars that use gasoline. And so I was waiting for this to be an absolutely insufferable liberal gab fest. And then I was so pleasantly surprised when not just an attendee, but the president of the UN Climate Conference, Sultan al Jaber of the United Arab Emirates, took the occasion as an opportunity to completely destroy the climate alarmists with facts and logic and fossil fuels. You can lead by
1: example. And like I said from the beginning, I accepted to come to this uh to this meeting, to have a sober and a mature uh, conversation. Uh, We do not, I'm not in any way signing up to any discussion that is alarmist. I am here factual and I respect the science. And there is no science uh, out there or no scenario out there that says that the phase out of fossil fuel is what's going to achieve 1.5. 1.5 is my North Star. And a phase down and a phase out of fossil fuel, in my view, is inevitable. It is essential, but we need to be real, serious, and pragmatic about it. The science is very acute now. We don't have any time. They say six or seven years. We got to peak by twenty twenty-five latest in fossil fuel. You, you, um, new fossil fuel. And your company is investing in a lot more new fossil fuel. And that's 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 going to hurt women.
0: So he, he you hear him starting to interject here. This is where it really turns. I love the opening. He goes, Look. I'm here to have sober discussion, you crazy Western women. I invite you crazy Western liberal women to come onto the screen. We talk, we talk about, we want to protect environment. I like environment. But you tell me we're not going to do uh, the gas and the oil anymore. And you're all just absolutely hysterical and crazy. And and these women don't quite know what to do. So, So one of them says, well, no, actually, the science is very clear. If we don't all stop driving our automobiles by... February, we're all going to die. And you'll notice that the science has been very, very clear about the need to urgently stop doing all the stuff that we do that powers our economies within just a few years. It's always since the 1970s we've heard this. We only have a few years left. If we don't completely upend the economy and the political order, within a few years, we're all going to die immediately. And then it never happens. And they always keep pushing off that timeline. You heard this throughout the 80s. I'm sure if you went to school in the 90s, all you ever heard about was global warming or the hole in the ozone layer or acid rain or whatever whatever the environmental uh, scarecrow du jour was. And then, uh, then we had Al Gore's big movie in the 2000s. That, that was to tell us that if we don't immediately upend our political economy, then, oh, in just a few years, Manhattan's going to be underwater and Florida's going to be underwater, and then none of it happens. And but because they always have to push it off just a few more years. And Sultan Al Jaber leading this climate conference, he smacked it down for good.
1: Uh, Mom, <laughs> you've you've just accused me of something that is not correct. I'm sorry. I don't take it. Now I ask you to prove. To hey, me I, I read that your company is, is investing in a lot more fossil fuel in the future. Yes, ma'am, that you're reading sense. you're reading your own media which is biased and wrong. I am telling you, I am the man in charge, and it is wrong, ma'am. You need to listen to me, please, I'm, I'm please, very, for I'm very once. Pleased to hear it. I'm very pleased to hear it. It is wrong. You guys write a lie, and you believe it. I'm well, sorry, I, I, I do I, not I accept really it. I what I see. Um, I am not accepting this. I'm place. sorry. I am sorry, I respect you, and I do not accept any false accusations. I've been very clear about my position. This is wrong. And you're asking for a phase-out of fossil fuel. Please help me. Show me a roadmap for a phase-out of fossil fuel that will allow that will allow for, socio, for sustainable socio-economic development, unless you want to take the world back into caves. No. Show me.
0: It, well, I, I can't quite show you, actually, you see, because uh, basically our view I- here is that uh, we got ours here in the West, and uh, all of you uh, poor brown people need to give up electricity because we got what we wanted, and now we're afraid of the sun monster, and we want to sacrifice your societies to uh, whichever d- demon we're, we're deciding to uh, worship this week. Uh, yes, no, lady. No, thank you. And my, my favorite part of the whole exchange, my absolute favorite part, is just the firmness with which he says, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to allow you lunatic, liberal ideologues to push us around and tell us that we have to impoverish all of our people in our society just because of your new religious cult. No, we're not going to do that. And then my second favorite part is, is when she says, well, you don't understand. Uh, the reports have been very clear. He said, those are reports from your Western biased liberal media that are not true. Show me the facts. And then furthermore, this is the key. Because everyone can come up with their own paper funded by some liberal think tank. They can find all of their statistics because there are lies, damned lies, and statistics. He asks a much more difficult question that they can never answer. They can't pull up some study to answer this one. He says, show me the roadmap as to how we are supposed to totally eliminate fossil fuels, how that is going to reduce the global temperature. It's not. You have no scientific evidence that that's going to happen. But but more importantly, show us how we can do that without sending us all back to caves. They can't do it. There's no answer. Because, Because to the liberal environmental extremists, they don't care if people flourish. They don't really like people that much." The, the most extreme among them are anti-natalist. They say we need to stop, we need to stop having children to, to protect the environment. Later on, we'll talk about this new fad of the dinks, the dinkies, no, a double income, no kids. Well, there's, there's a variation of the dinks called the ginks, which is green inclined, no kids. In fact, I know people who have said this who say, I don't think I want to have kids because of how bad it would be for the environment. It's very anti-human. And you see this even in their reforms of the economy, deformations of the economy, where they say, yeah, you're going you're gonna to drive less, you're going to do less, you're going to consume less, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna live less in this world so that we can offer it up to Mother Nature and Gaia and the sun monster. No, no thank you. When we pray, we should pray to the true God, which is why you ought to check out Hallow. Right now go to Hallow.com/slash Knowles. The holidays are rapidly approaching, but we can find peace in the craziness of the season with Hallow, the number one Christian prayer app in the world. Immerse yourself in Christmas and Advent prayers, meditations, and peaceful Christmas music. Hallow also offers an extensive library of Bible reading plans accompanied by insightful reflections and audio guided meditations. Whether you are a seasoned Bible reader or just starting your journey, Hallow provides a platform for you to engage with scripture like never before. A great place to start is with Father Mike Schmitz's Bible in a Year, in which he offers brief daily readings and reflections available on the Hallow app. The Hallow app also helps you connect with a community of like-minded individuals, sharing experiences, insights, and encouragement along the path to spiritual growth. This Christmas, join Hallow's Christmas Prayer Challenge Advent with C.S. Lewis. For the 25 days leading up to Christmas, you can focus on the real reason for the season with prayer, meditation, and Christmas music on Hallow. Advent music, as I prefer. Download the app for free at hallow.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for three months free. That is hallow.com slash Knowles. Moving on from the best climate conference ever in the history of climate activism, but staying in the Muslim world, Muslims in America seem to be turning on Joe Biden. On Saturday, a bunch of Muslim leaders from several states and crucially several swing states descended on Dearborn, Michigan. And they did that to launch a national campaign called the Abandon Biden campaign. And they want to abandon Biden because they view him as supporting Israel. A lot of people would say that Joe Biden is not supporting Israel enough, but these Muslim leaders are saying he's supporting Israel too much in the war against Hamas. So these are organizers from Michigan, Minnesota, Arizona, Arizona is an important state, just like Michigan. Wisconsin, that's an important state. Florida's pr- pretty solidly red, but still, you know, good to keep it. Georgia, apparently that's a swing state, Nevada, That's a swing state. Pennsylvania. Ooh, baby, that's a big swing state. They are calling for an abandoned Biden campaign. To which I say, this is great, and Republicans better not screw it up. Now you might say, well, Michael, I'm a Republican, but I strongly support Israel. And so I don't want to be on the side of these guys. If, if, if these guys are attacking Joe Biden for not supporting, for, for rather for supporting Israel too much. To which I say, folks, politics, actual practical politics is not about the perfect expression of a coherent philosophy. Actual practical politics is about building coalitions. Famously, it's known as the art of inclusion, bringing people together to do things that are practical in the real world. And so I'm not saying that if you're a huge Israel supporter, you need to abandon Israel. Far from it. What I'm saying is there are almost a quarter million Muslims in Michigan. And Muslims broke three quarters for the Democrats in 2016. Three out of four Muslims in America voted for Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. And now you're seeing a movement, a serious movement of Muslims away from the Democratic Party. And I don't think it's just pie in the sky. I think it's being caused by an actual real world event that is rallying a lot of Muslims all around the world. And so what Republicans might want to do is to not screw it up. When (laughs) when your opponents are are losing, in this case, when the Democrats are losing support among an important group, don't get in their way. We don't need to come into the defense of the Democrats here. We don't Republicans don't need to have any particularly uh, strong foreign policy stance, really, on this kind of an issue. Already you're seeing the Muslims move away. The Muslims started to move away from the Democrats in 2020. More more Muslims voted for Trump in, in 2020 than they did in 2016. But this is a good issue. Okay, great. Let it happen. It would be very, very good to let these Muslims turn on Democrats. And furthermore, it's not a completely insane. Political alliance, at least for 2024. Yes, it's true there have been some conflicts between Christians and Muslims for uh, roughly 1400 years now. That's true. There have been certain invasions, you know, things like the Battle of Poitiers and Lepanto and Vienna. There There have been the Crusades. Okay, water under the bridge, folks. Because at the very least, if I were a Muslim, I would look around and I would say, okay, I don't know, whatever you think about the Israel Palestine conflict. I would further look around and say these Democrats are completely godless. They d- the Republicans tend to worship a different god than we the Muslims do. But at least they acknowledge that God exists. The Democrats want to completely destroy the family. Republicans might have a slightly different version of marriage and family than we do, but at least they at least they understand the basic realities of marriage and family. Okay, there is a a natural attractiveness, if you are a Muslim, to conservative Republicans over insane degenerate Democrats, okay? And so while there might be differences, the the key for the Republicans here is don't screw it up. Just try your best not to alienate the Muslim voters in the swing states. They've come out and said they don't want to support Trump, but if enough of them can just not vote for Biden, that could be enough to swing the election, which would be a great thing. Speaking of Trump, there's a major warning out there from a self-styled statesman. No one else really styles her a statesman, but, but she does. A stateswoman, a states lady. That would be, of course, Liz Cheney trotted out once again to do the only thing that she exists for in politics, and that is to criticize her quote-unquote fellow Republicans because Liz Cheney pretends to be a Republican for that very purpose, to play the court jester in the kingdom of liberalism. Liz Cheney's warning Donald Trump, if he is reelected, might refuse to leave office. Do you believe if Donald Trump were elected next year that he would try to stay in office beyond a second term? That he would never leave office? There's no question. Do you think no he would question. try to stay in power forever? Absolutely. I mean, he's already done it once. And in fact, if you look at what he did in the run up to January 6th in terms of his pressure on the vice president not to count legitimate electoral votes, his pressure on the Department of Justice, on state officials, and then refusing to send help when the Capitol was under attack. Um, he's already attempted to seize power. And he was stopped. Um, thankfully, and and for the good of the nation and the Republic. Uh, but but he said he will do it again. He's expressed no remorse for what he did. First of all, this is a new criticism. I've never heard this one. She says he refused to send help when the Capitol was under assault. Sent help. The Capitol is outside of his jurisdiction. That's why there's something called the Capitol Police. The Capitol Police, who were, oddly enough, uh, not called up to a full security presence before January 6th, the worst day in the history of the republic. That was kind of weird. The Capitol Police, who stood down and let the the uh, January 6thers come in. In some cases, they escorted them through the Capitol building. And that was kind of weird. Of course, if Donald Trump had sent anyone from the executive branch to assist, they w- that we would be told that that was an, another part of the attempted coup. Donald Trump sending his secret police to the Sacred halls of democracy in the Congress attempting to take over a branch of government. So that's it. That's a new one. I hadn't heard that one before. Pretty ridiculous. But the whole claim is ridiculous. Because we know that Donald Trump will not refuse to give up power. And the reason we know that is he already did it. (laughs) This is is one of the strongest aspects, I think, of the Trump candidacy, is when, when people make these insane, hysterical, alarmist claims, we can point back to history and see what actually happened. One of the strongest parts about Trump's candidacy is when it comes to the fear mongers on the left, we can say, well, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, to quote George W. Bush, (laughs) the point is you're not going to fool me again. Donald Trump, if he's elected, he's going to start World War III. Oh, well, he got elected and he didn't. He was actually the best foreign policy president in our lifetime. Well, Donald Trump, if he gets elected, he's actually going to be a secret liberal. That's You sometimes hear this from people on the right. Uh, no, actually, he was the most conservative president in our lifetime. Okay, that's good. Donald Trump gets elected, he's going to promote abortion. No, actually, he got Roe v. Wade overruled. Donald Trump, if he gets elected, he's going to, he's going to promote anti-Semitism. That was another one. He's Hitler. He's going to promote anti-Semitism. Actually, they named a town after him in Israel. So I'm pretty sure he's not going to do that. Well, Donald Trump, if he gets elected, he is not going to give up power. Well, actually, last time you rigged the election against him and he still gave up power. So nah, I don't think so. This is also why I don't really sweat it when Donald Trump says something eccentric or that we might disagree with you know, on, on whatever issue, on abortion or on whatever on LGBT issues, on the sexual revolution. Uh, Because as I look at him and I say, huh, okay, well, that rhetoric is a little confusing, but uh, actions speak louder than words. And we've already seen the show. We know what we're getting. We know what show we're going to see if we vote for Donald Trump again. And if Liz Cheney ever had any credibility, I don't think she ever had much, uh, that would be gone now. We can see through it, just like you can see through your windows. When you want new windows, you got to check out Renewal by Anderson. Right now, text Knolls to 200-300. For most homeowners, window replacement is not something that they want to do, but something they have to do. Have you put off replacing the windows in your home because it's too expensive? Well, then I've got great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and a free quote from Renewal by Anderson. Renewal by Anderson's signature service is committed to giving you the best customer experience possible, supported by the best people in the industry. Right now, Renewal by Anderson is offering a free in-home or virtual consultation on durable quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0, down zero payments, and zero interest for one year. Text Knowles, K-N-A-W-L-E-S, to 200-300 for your free consultation. Save 375 bucks off every window and 750 bucks off every door. These savings will not last long, so be sure to check it out. Text Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to 200-300. That's Knowles to 200-300. I got an email from a carpenter one time. He said, every time I go to a house with, with Renewal by Anderson, I can tell immediately it's such higher quality. Plus, I have a cousin who works for them and can't say enough good things about them. Texting, privacy, policy, and terms conditions posted to textplan.us. Texting and roles for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Folks, have I mentioned that, that The Daily Wire made a full feature-length comedy, Lady Ballers? I think I might have mentioned it once or twice. It's a hilarious movie that calls out, what we already know, that, that men are stronger than women physically at least. Well, it's official. Lady Ballers is now the most popular streaming movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an incredible audience score of 97%. It's got thousands of reviews. Lady Ballers is also one of the most popular movies on IMDb. It is streaming now exclusively on Daily Wire Plus. If you still do not have a Daily Wire Plus membership, get 50 bucks off Daily Wire Plus annual subscriptions with code COACH at dailywire.com slash subscribe. Watch our very first comedy, Lady Balders. We are just getting started with comedy at Daily Wire. Our new animated comedy series from Adam Carolla, Mr. Burcham, is coming early 2024. You will be the first to see it with your... Daily Wire Plus annual membership. Not in the mood for comedy? That's fine. Daily Wire's highly anticipated series, The Pendragon Cycle, inspired by the renowned works of acclaimed Christian novelist Stephen R. Lawhead, is also coming in 2024. Most importantly, it's your chance to join us in the battle for our culture and build the future that we want to see. Get 50 bucks off your Daily Wire Plus annual subscription with code COACH at dailywire.com slash subscribe. Speaking of big libs, a couple just went viral for bragging about the dink lifestyle. We're dinks. We're going to get asked daily when we plan on having kids. We're dinks. Of course, we're going to go out to eat every night after work. We're dinks. We don't have to ask our family for financial help or to watch our kid when we want to go out. We're dinks. We're going to go to Costco and buy all the snacks in bulk that we want. We're dinks. We have disposable income to spend on whatever we would like and don't have to spend on a kid. We're dinks. I'm going to go to every football game and play 18 holes whenever I want. We're dinks. We're going to get asked at every single family event what we're doing with our life. I'm depressed because I just watched this video. I'm very sad about the state of our culture because I just watched that video. I'm frankly not betting on much of a future for Western civilization because I just watched that video. I'm, I'm Michael. I'm Michael. This new trend, put the dinks aside for a second. This new trend of the, I'm blah, 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 and blah, 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 that I've seen go around the internet, it's absolutely unbearable. And it's especially unbearable when you're talking about something like the dinks. Because what we're looking at here is not merely a couple suffering from infertility. Who knows? Maybe they did suffer from, maybe they did really want kids, and now they're just coping and they're putting on a strong face about it and trying to promote something that they don't actually desire. That could be the case. Many people do that. But what they're at least doing on the surface is they're saying it is better to intentionally abstain from having kids if you are a married couple. And that is obviously not true. (laughs) That's not what marriage is for. Marriage is for having kids. Not everyone gets to. Some people are infertile. It's a, a terribly difficult experience to go through. But that's what it's for. You, you can have a good life without children. If you're a married couple and you're infertile, you can be godparents. You can be very involved in the lives of your nieces and nephews. You can be very involved in the life of your community, say your church or other civic associations. You can, if you are single and you're not going to have kids, you can join a religious order. You can consecrate your singlehood to to God, you can do things for other people with the extra time and money that you have for not having kids. All of that is true. The one thing that will certainly not make you happy if you are a married couple without kids is doing what these people are suggesting. We're dinks. We get to buy a lot of snacks at Costco. I have multiple children. I can buy the snacks that I want at Costco. Costco is has really great prices and lots of snacks. Frankly, you don't even have to pay for the snacks at Costco because they have so many free samples. That your children are not preventing you from buying Doritos. We're dinks. We get to go to dinner every night. That's tr- I don't get to go out to dinner every night. That's true. Dinner every night at restaurants gets very boring. Sometimes it's nice to sit at home with your family and have dinner. We're dinks. I get to go to football games all the time. Football games, or you can watch them on TV, first of all. I'm not a huge football guy, but you can watch them on TV. It's okay. And you can take your kids to football games, and that's more enjoyable than just going alone. We're dinks. I get to go golfing whenever I want. Yeah, golf is... Guys, don't... I think it was Shaw who said that hell is the place where you have nothing to do but amuse yourself. There are plenty of things I like to do on my own. I like to smoke cigars. I like to read books. I like to strum my ukulele. I even like to paint. I'm not a good painter, but I like painting. I like to go on walks. I like to do all sorts of fun things. It gets old. It gets old. I I know people who have intentionally not had children. I'm not kidding. Because they really like going to brunch. They really like going out to brunch. And they really like traveling, say, especially millennials. They love that. Brunch has diminishing marginal returns on happiness. Even traveling has diminishing more. I love traveling. I've traveled extensively. Even that has diminishing marginal returns. It is true that when you have kids, you will have less disposable income. You will have less time. You'll sleep a lot less. You'll be stressed more in some cases. The sublimity of children is, is, Simply indescribable. I would not be able to do it justice here. I remember, I'll I'll give you at least one little sketch to give you a sense of it. My first book with words, I guess my only book with words for now, and my first baby were both due on the same day a couple of years ago. And I, of course, pushed it to the deadline, as did my baby. And so we're sitting in the delivery room, and it's my poor wife just screaming, you know, preparing to give birth and me fixing the footnotes on my manuscript before I sent it off to the publisher. And I had really put my heart and soul into this book, spent a long time writing it, put put my back into it. And I finally sent it off. My wife had even said, she goes, you know, I'm giving birth to my baby, you're giving birth to your baby. And I finally sent off the manuscript of something I'd been working on for 18 months, longer than my wife had been working on our baby. And then my wife delivered our son. And I realized in that moment, that my book didn't matter at all. It became a number one national bestseller, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. You can order it now if you like. Oh, thank you very much. But it doesn't matter at all. Similar to what St. Thomas Aquinas said after he had a a mystical vision at the end of his life. And St. Thomas Aquinas, one of the most important intellectuals ever to walk the earth, wrote the Summa Theologiae, among many other works, was said to be able to write multiple books at a time, and he he had a mystical vision and he said, "Oh, all that I have written is so much straw. doesn't none of that matters. Brunch doesn't matter. Football doesn't matter. your snacks at Costco. They don't matter at all when it when it comes to a, a much deeper purpose, like the deepest like the purpose of your marriage, just absolute peak, decadence, and hedonism. Have I been harsh enough? I think I have. I think maybe I have. There are things that this couple can do if they can't have kids. Golfing and eating snacks is not among the things that will make them happy. Now, speaking of decadence and hedonism, you know I hate to say I told you so. In this case, I really hate to say I told you so. I've been going on for years now, really ever since the rise of AI. And we've been hearing all these horror stories about how AI is going to put us all out of work. I said, that's not the big problem with AI. That's not what it's going to be used for. And we've been told AI, it's going to threaten weaponry and military installations around the world. I said, that's not the big fear. That's not what AI is going to be used for. I said, the big thing that you got to worry about with AI is that pretty much the only thing it's going to be used for is porn and degrading people and uh, stopping us from procreating and ending human civilization that way. I said, that's the big Forget about the military uses and the economic disruption. The main issue is it's all going to be used for porn. And it turns out a new survey says, I was totally right. This is from the Daily Mail, the unstoppable rise of deepfake porn. So here are the highlights from this study. Porn makes up 98% of all deepfakes, according to a report by security firm Home Security Heroes. Not surprised whatsoever. I'm surprised the number is so low. People are saying, oh, well, with deepfakes, we're not going to be able to tell what the politicians are saying anymore. Don't worry about that. No one's going to spend any time doing deepfakes of politicians because they're all going to be spending their time making porn out of deepfakes. And what did I say about the deepfake porn? I said the real fear here is not that it's going to uh, create scandals with celebrities. The the real fear here is that with this kind of technology, it's going to be a kid in his math class doing it to his classmate. And she's going to be profoundly violated, and these videos are going to go all around the internet. She's not even going to know what happened, which turns out is exactly what happened. In October, male students at a New Jersey high school were caught sharing AI-generated nudes featuring the faces of their female classmates, some as young as 14 years old. And then here's what one of the victims said we're aware that there are creepy guys out there, but you would never think one of your classmates would violate you like this. And I'd put a pause there. I did think that a classmate would violate them like this. These girls did not. They're young. They're naive. They're innocent. But there are many adults who would would not foresee this happening because all of this has been allowed to proliferate because of major willing ignorance, major confusion about fundamental aspects of human nature. They keep going on. Disturbingly, most of these AI tools do not work on images of men. In fact, when the news website Vice tested one app by uploading a picture of a man, his underwear was replaced with female genitalia. Gee, you don't say. Well, these guys, they're they're legitimately shocked by this. They're legitimately shocked that everyone who uses this technology is a man. And they're further legitimately shocked that very few of those men are homosexual. They're (laughs) shocked because, why? Because we've been told for our lives, if you're a millennial for your whole life, you've been told, oh, men and women are exactly the same and they relate to sex in exactly the same way. And the other thing you've been told is that like 50% of people are gay, which just isn't true. It's even with how, how much... Those sorts of uh, desires and behaviors are promoted in our culture. It's still a very small number of people. So the vast majority of guys using, the, of people using this, are men who are attracted to women, who, when they are unconstrained by morality and the law, have very, very creepy desires that they give way to. Finally, they say, currently there is no federal mandate that bans the creation or distribution of deepfake pornography. Yeah, gee, you don't say. You don't say. This problem. We were told it's the unstoppable rise of deep fake porn. I don't think it's unstoppable. I don't think it's unstoppable. We were were told that about nuclear weapons. The proliferation of nuclear weapons is totally unstoppable. Everyone's going to have it in five minutes. It didn't happen. We were able to extraordinarily slow down the spread of nuclear weapons. It's still spreading a little bit, but but very, very slowly. The same could be true of this kind of technology. The, The reason that it's taking off right now is because of four related problems. Confusion about the sexes. We refuse to acknowledge that men and women relate to sex differently. And generally speaking, men desire and women are desired. Generally speaking, men chase the girls and the girls are chased by the men. Generally speaking, men are willing, have a much higher sex drive and are willing to do lots of weird stuff, and the women have to protect against that through something called modesty, which we used to hold up as a virtue in our society, and now we mock as a relic of of an antiquated and silly age. But turns out the gods of the copybook headings are reasserting themselves. That's the first confusion. Second one is confusion about freedom. We think that freedom is just the ability to choose and do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. That's not freedom. It's not how our founding fathers thought about freedom. It's not how any serious thinker in our whole civilization has thought about freedom. Freedom is not just neutrally choosing between opposites, if if that were the case, God would not be free. If that were the case, then every time you build a habit or a virtue, you'd you'd become less free. Freedom is perfect willing, the ability to to do that which you really want to do, which involves discipline, disciplining your base appetites to your rational will. and, And perfect willing is dependent upon intellect. It's about knowing things. If you're extremely ignorant, you're going to be less free. You're going to be a slave. And now we have a culture that has absolutely no discipline and absolutely no knowledge. So we're, we, we call ourselves free because we get to look at weird porn all the time, but we're actually enslaved to vices such as pornography, among many others in our culture. That's the second one. Third one is confusion about the law. We, even on the right, have bought into a crazy kind of extreme libertarianism. It's really libertinism, which says that law is always bad and government is always bad. That's not true. Our founding fathers didn't think that. They weren't anarchists. Law is good. Law is a teacher. When you incentivize certain behaviors, you get more of those behaviors. When you disincentivize certain behaviors by punishing them with the law, then you get less of those behaviors. People have tried to pass laws against this stuff for years now, and liberal radical judges have shot it down, like the Communications Decency Act and the Child Online Protection Act. Had those laws been passed in the 90s, you wouldn't see half of these problems right now. And then the biggest issue, the biggest driver of this kind of problem is something that Americans are particularly susceptible to, and that is a denial of original sin. That is a denial of the fact. Go out on the street, ask people, do you believe in original sin? I bet, I bet, Many, if not most, people in America would tell you, "No, I don't believe in that." What's that mean? Some little babies born with with some sins? No, man, it's society that puts sin, uh, puts sin and imperfection on people. That, but we're all we're all born with all the stuff we need to be perfect. I mean, this is the progressive vision. This is frankly the Enlightenment vision of man. What what it really comes down to is, can you save yourself? Can you be perfect? Totally perfect and without sin of your own effort by your own works do you believe that many people say yes many people say oh yeah i don't need a god i don't need a savior i don't need mm, i can do it we just we don't need imagine there's no religion man it's easy if you try you right that that's that is n- not only part of the left wing culture today that's actually unfortunately a theme that recurs in the american tradition and it's not true I I know there are some creepy men out there, but would my classmates do this? Yeah. Yes. Every single one of your male classmates would do this kind of creepy stuff. If they were not constrained by cultural norms, religious and moral proscriptions, and the law. And even then, some of them are going to do it. But I promise you, without any of those restraints, every single one— of your male classmates is going to do this. So don't say it's unstoppable. Don't say you weren't warned. Don't say, well, this is just something we've got to deal with. This is creepy. This is wrong. This is a deep violation of women and young girls. And we can stop it if we just throw away our false ideology. If we fix our confusion on really basic issues and act normal, act like a normal society. Now, speaking of young people, Talk about really, really young people. When you want to help the youngest and m- most innocent, helpless among us, you got to check out Preborn. Right now, go to preborn.com/Noles. Finally, the perfect gift for someone who has everything—a gift that will reach eternity. Preborn gives this gift 200 times every day, rescuing babies whose lives are in peril. These babies' lives are precious and beautiful. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. By six weeks, eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby can suck his or her thumb. Preborn needs our help to save these precious souls. For just $28, you can sponsor an ultrasound and introduce a mother to her baby, which doubles that baby's chance at life. And right now, through a matching grant, your gift saves twice as many babies. Please give the gift of life. They fundraise separately for their administrative costs, so every dollar you give goes right toward saving babies. This is where you've got to give especially as the the end-of-the-year approaches. Have your donation matched today by dialing pound 250 saying the keyword baby. That is pound 250, keyword baby, or donate securely at preborn.com slash Knowles, w l e That is preborn.com slash Knowles. My favorite comment yesterday is from Grunt9950. Comment is, yes, the annual choreography of private jets flying all over the world, carrying one person at a time to bother us about climate change. There it is. It's part of the ritual. The climate religion has all sorts of rites and rituals. It's got all sorts of uh sacramentals. You know, the reusable water bottle, the paper straws, these are sacramentals in the cult of the of the environment. And one of the annual rituals, it's a big festival is when all the private jets take off to ferry John Kerry and all the rest of them to the other side of the world to talk about how awful it is that we drive our cars. Now, speaking of sin, is a clip is from a few days ago, but I, I want to get to it of faith leaders in Iowa praying over Donald Trump. Lord, I pray for protection over him. I pray for protection over his family. And Lord, uh, that all the weapons formed yes. against him will not prosper. Yes, yes. And Lord, they will come to nothing, and the traps that have been laid against him. Lord, yes. The people that laid the traps, they will be caught in their own traps. Yes. So, Father, we thank you now, Lord, for a great favor. Amen. And I pray, Lord, that. Trust in you yes. and trust in you understand. always understanding, but you and always ways, Lord, I trust you that you will direct it past And Lord, yes, there is a great victory, only for this nation, but for the world, because of the, the calling and the uh, that you place on this man. So yes, we, place, we say this in agreement uh right now, and Lord, we thank you that it should be done by our Father in heaven. Amen. So the liberals are sending this clip all around and, and they're pretending that it's really weird. Some are suggesting that conservatives worship Donald Trump because they don't, they just don't understand how religion works, certainly not the Christian religion. So they don't realize that what you're seeing there is not only not the worship of Donald Trump, it's the opposite of the worship of Donald Trump. It is a recognition by faith leaders in Iowa that this is a fallen, broken man who is susceptible to all sorts of sin and vice. And so they are praying to God to protect him from spiritual warfare, the reality of which the liberals also deny. Because they deny that there's good and bad and the personality of good and bad, and they deny that there are angels and demons and spiritual warfare. They deny all of these things. They adopt a mostly materialist outlook, even if they sometimes contradict that with the the natural uh, intuitions of metaphysical reality. You see this especially in the transgender ideology where they say your body has nothing to do with who you are. But that's a that's a little crack in the otherwise materialist facade of their, their worldview. It's good to pray for your leaders. Even if you don't like Trump, even if you hate Trump, even if you're a big Democrat and you love Joe Biden, it's good to pray for your leaders. Even if you're a, a big Republican and you, and you hate Joe Biden. We want, we want to pray for our leaders. We want at least for their conversion, we want the leaders to do well in as much as what they do is conducive to our flourishing. We want to have a grand strategic vision for our country. We want to have patriotism, which is a good thing and, a, and an extension of filial piety. We, there used to be a universal acceptance of this. That's broken down in the last probably 20 years, a little more than 20 years, especially on the right. It's good. You should you should be praying for your, for your national leaders at church. We we used to do this. We don't we don't have that anymore. And as that breaks down, then the political problems are going to be a lot deeper than just some guy or other in office. Uh, Before we close today, I'll give you a little tease. We'll get more to the story. We'll get more to the story tomorrow. But it's sad if you're driving, pull over. If you're standing up, please sit down. a presidential candidate is out. That would be Doug Burgum. The dream, the dream is over. The Burgum momentum has come to a grinding halt. It's a reminder that a lot of candidates are out. Pence, Scott, Burgum, Larry Elder. A lot of candidates are out. They've all been taken out. I think by you know who by Chris Christie who remains in the race. The Chrissons continues. He will be at the debate. Nobody expects the Chrissons. We'll get more to it later. The rest of the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. Become a member, use code NOLSCANDA at to check out for two months free on all annual plans.